0: The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Glory to you, Lord Christ. The Pharisees went and plotted to entrap Jesus in what he said. They sent their disciples to him along with the Herodians, saying, Teacher, we know that you are sincere and teach the way of God in accordance with truth. And show deference to no one, for you do not regard people with partiality. Tell us, then, what you think. Is it lawful to pay taxes to the emperor or not? But Jesus, aware of their malice, said, Why are you putting me to the test, you hypocrites? Show me the coin used for the tax. And they brought him a denarius. Then he said to them, Whose head is this and whose title? They answered, The emperor's. Then he said to them, Give therefore to the emperor the things that are the emperor's, and to God the things that are God's. When they heard this, they were amazed and they left him and went away. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. Please be seated. I think there's a saying that there are only two definites in life, death and taxes. And according to this morning's Gospel, that reality has been the case even since the day of Jesus. And just like today, it appears nobody wants to have to pay taxes. And so we find ourselves in this morning's Gospel continuing Jesus being challenged by the authorities of his day, the Pharisees, the Sadducees. And now we add in another group called the Herodians. And what is very interesting about this morning's um, gospel is that the Pharisees send for the Herodians to come and help them challenge Jesus. And kind of the underlying statement within that part of the gospel is that the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And so they team up with the Herodians in their final hope to trip Jesus up. And of course, all of this is taking place after Jesus has triumphantly entered into Jerusalem, entered into the temple, turned over the tables of the money changers, and has sat there and taught his message in the midst of the Pharisees. And the question that has been posed before him throughout this time is, on what authority do you teach and act And so now, to trip up Jesus, there is this question about taxes. And one of the missing pieces from this morning's Gospel is just the fact that, in that time, there were two forms of currency throughout Jerusalem. There was the currency of the empire, and there was the currency of the temple itself. That is why the money changers were located in the temple. You had to exchange Roman currency for temple currency in order to buy the animals that were to be slaughtered or sacrificed on your behalf with temple money. And what it sets up for us in the gospel is this sense of dueling sovereignty. And to which sovereignty are you loyal? And so what the Pharisees and the Herodians are trying to get Jesus to say is that one's primary and only allegiance should be that to the kingdom of God and the temple. In so doing, they, uh, they then trap him into basically leading an insurrection and by Roman law then can be executed for speaking out against the emperor. The other reality that we have going on within this gospel is the fact that on the coin, on Roman currency, was not just the head of the emperor, but the statement, the Son of God. So not only are you being called to pick and choose which kingdom or sovereignty you are beholden to, but which God, you are called and offer to worship. So there's quite this tension. And what Jesus basically does is he does the typical pivot. He doesn't turn around and put one over the other, but calls out their hypocrisy. The mere fact that someone's able to pull a denarius out of their pocket is problematic because you're not even supposed to be carrying Roman currency within the confines of the temple. So the fact that one of these leaders carries Roman coinage on him in the precinct of the temple pulls out their own hypocrisy. That they know that they have to straddle both realities. The reality of the earthly kingdom, that of the emperor, and allegedly the heavenly kingdom of the temple, Jerusalem, and God itself. And so what Jesus basically does in this passage is calls us to give in the world what belongs to the world and return to God, our creator, what is truly God's. Later on, Paul will call us as Christian people to be, to live in the world, but not be of it. So what does that mean for you and me as good Episcopalians in the modern world? How do we allow ourselves to be both living in the world but not part of it? And as I gave thought to that this week, I realized that we live within the impossible in order to clothe ourselves, shelter ourselves, provide food for ourselves. We truly have to be part of the commercial reality of this world and part of its systems, both good and bad. We have no choice. But I think the real question is for us, is simple. Which dominion, that of this world, our culture, or that of the kingdom of God and the gospel, Leads our moral compass. And this week, as we listen to the interrogation or the questioning of Judge Amy Barrett, the biggest issue that has been raised, at least through the media, I think more so than in the questions that we heard, is what about her faith? Because she is openly a woman of deep and abiding faith. And so the question that has been posed or asked at least through the media and to some degree through the hearings was, how is that going to influence your decisions, especially those decisions of moral dilemmas that face the courts all the time? Will she lay or pay more weight to the Constitution itself if it's in conflict with her moral beliefs? Or will she weigh that towards her own belief and understanding through her faith. Each and every day, we face that question. And the call of Christ is that we be and live within the world, but that we allow our moral compass to be fully influenced by our faith and our understanding of Christ. And even though this morning's letter from Paul to the Thessalonians is not meant to parallel our gospel, as I read that, I think he offers to us the words of advice that become the simplest and the easiest. What are we called to do when we live in this world is exactly what he praised the Thessalonians for, being imitators, both of Paul and those who have taught them, but of the Lord itself. We are here to live in the world, but we are called to be imitators of Jesus. And just as Jesus showed us and taught us, we are to be the imitators of the way of love itself. Jesus calls us through our baptism to do as he did, To bring all people or to introduce all people to the love and grace of God and to the reconciliation with God that this world so badly needs. Through our words, through our actions, influenced by our faith, we are called to live in the world, but to not be of the world, but instead to be imitators of Christ loving fully our neighbor as ourself, and loving God with our hearts, our minds, and our souls. Amen.